to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, Jack. All right. Well, this is Fire and Water. Fire or Fire plus, plus Water. Fire Plus Water. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Which is Ash, but... Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that this is the one episode I can think of in our watch through so far that I was actually dreading. <laughs> like, I, to be honest, I still feel, even after, and after watching it, I still firmly believe this is my least favorite episode of Lost. I absolutely... I hate this episode. You know what? And I was trying to give it a lot of benefit of the doubt this time. There's parts of it that are neat ideas and stuff, but there's just a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's thoroughly unpleasant. Like, it it only, is unpleasant. The only things I enjoy about this episode are the Hurley Libby stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was really nice. Yeah. And, and even some Kate uh, Sawyer stuff at the, yeah. at the uh-huh. beginning. You know, there's some, some relationships, but the whole Charlie story just doesn't work for well, me. Well, and it's really, I mean, and the thing is, it is really dark for Charlie. I mean, at least it is true that it's sort of hit that it's true the worst parts of his nature. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, just from a character involvement point of view, just kind of sad to watch. Yeah. Well, you, you, you feel very, like, I feel very sick just kind of watching some of these situations and knowing what's about to happen to him. Yeah. Like, and, and the feel that I get from it is that it's not even entirely his fault. Like, because I don't, I don't, I believe him. I don't believe he was doing, he was taking yeah. the drug here because I don't remember there being any story like him going through the withdrawals like he did yeah. the first time. And it, it could just be island magic or it could be his own stress. It could be any number of things going on here. Uh, and. I just say the, the bizarre dream sequences just don't work for me either. I mean, I don't know. Lost occasionally will do kind of you know they'll have Mister Cl- you know Jin and Mister Cluck's outfit or you know what they- Claire had that one last season with uh, Spooky Lock. That's true. I don't know if it's, but but. it seems like those are this one is like you're supposed to take seriously like the way they're playing it. It's, and well, just well, it doesn't help if they're trying to foreshadow something with Aaron. It's the whole Aaron thing was that one of those plot lines, like Walt, well, that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, so when you watch it now, you're just like, Charlie's insane. Yeah. You know, like if they're, they'd paid off some Aaron stuff, they'd be like, oh, this was all foreshadowing. Yeah. And I don't know which way it's supposed to be. I mean, mm-hmm. well, originally, it, I mean, originally, now it comes off as Charlie's insane. Yes. I mean, there's some interesting things even in his flashbacks. Like, it gives a, a greater sense of, you know, because I've, I've been kind of critical of Charlie in some yeah. of the recent recordings where, where you know, he he's kind of has a self, the sense of self-importance. But the dream kind of shows another aspect to it. Maybe his family did sort of put this sort of burden of yeah. bring us out of the slums or whatever. I'm not really sure what I feel about, I mean, it was perfectly fine, but it's odd to me when he has such a strong brother relationship in his flashbacks to bring us this kind of muddy, you know, his mom putting that on and his dad wants him to be a butcher, these new parental, I mean, it's there for the whole family issue, I guess. Uh-huh. But it, it kind of, in some ways, to me, muddies the water of the very strong Liam, Charlie, that was the main issue. But at thing. the same time, there's not even a whole lot of progress in the, that's part, that part of the flashback. I mean, yeah. we already knew Liam had problems. We already knew Liam screwed Charlie over several times. This <laughs> just kind of throws in more fuel on the fire. It just makes you feel horrible. I mean, how, much, how terrible of a brother can you be when you sell his, your brother's piano? <laughs> and then go clean yourself up and leave your brother... And then never call up. him back. And then never care about him. Later, you know, Charlie comes and... His brother has everything. He's clean. He has his family. And his brother is like, almost doesn't even care. He's like, why are you still doing drugs? What's wrong with you? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, his his brother, it feels like that's like a, 
it's a character that's not fully formed. It's just there to do bad things to Charlie yeah. for no really like what well, human would do this. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not like it's even Sawyer, uh, you know, the con man Sawyer, the the like I can box dad. I can see this on the piano because it's, we're, you know that's the honestly this is the lowest point of Charlie's flashback and island life. Yeah. I mean, this it doesn't get any worse for Charlie really. No, no, um, that's true. Not, his impending death is actually a little a lot bit better. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the fact that like Liam just kind of lets him hang out to dry forever, unless well, and the fact that like all the survivors, like this is more, I guess, from a Christian perspective, it's not that surprising. But I mean, we, you see someone down that I mean, obviously, it was a pretty stupid thing Charlie did. Okay, and but at the same time, killed someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> and like when you see someone who's obviously hurting, who at least claims to be trying to do this for protection the fact that no one was reaching out to him in all this yeah. like echo was like hey dude um i think he said yeah this wasn't my idea you know but like he hadn't like involved talked to claire in the process like yeah. you know help give charlie some backing to yeah like there was just so many characters in this episode that i felt were not very well written uh, honestly i can see Locke doing that because Locke, you know at some point Sometimes he gets in this very stubborn way of thinking. And, and you know, he kind of has this, you know, when he decides he's going to protect or do something, he's going to do it. And it, he goes, well, and so it is awfully odd, though, that this comes right after his his saying, who are we to tell someone what they can or can't yeah. do? He's, he, he feels very, like, immovable and, and yeah. uncompassionate here. Yeah. And oh, to bring up the Christian point of view. OK, <laughs> so we, we kind of praise the 23rd Psalm for being, you know, it written in such a way that it res- resonates really well with Christianity. <laughs> okay like okay there's a lot <laughs> there's yeah their understanding of baptism is way off i mean now i get the you know for the claire's perspective the the child baptism oh, yeah. thing, that's very catholic yeah, yeah i get that but echo's whole interpretation of the john the baptist scene no priest even even a even a you know a not very good priest as he is would have read that passage by now and would say oh wait that's not what it says at all <laughs> And it just, it, it's weird to me, they put this, it's a pretty heavy focus, like, oh, it's a good thing that she, he's been baptized, but it's so taken out of any context where anyone knows anything about religion. Yeah. That just makes me nuts. Yeah. And I don't know what you were even supposed to, you know, they they play it like, oh, you feel good and you were set. But in the context of, there's been no religious feeling on Claire's part at all, or, there's, there's I mean, really Char- no Charlie connect- would, I could see Charlie saying, I mean, he was a Catholic and then he was kind of. Half on you know he probably has a half understanding of things. If and, he had, if he had even like been there to see it, you know maybe he's like, oh well, I finally got my my dreams yeah. meant something. But he's not even there for the, <laughs> for the scene. He doesn't even get to enjoy it. So yeah. it's like, and yet what's Ag- the point? And Eggle comes off here as a pretty horrible um, priest. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a priest. I know, but <laughs> he's he's at least had some experience by this yeah. point. Yeah, but yeah, we see him at some point that he did do some stuff and. He obviously knows his Bible. He can go around the court and Josiah find the book of the law. I mean, he obviously is relatively well read. Granted, even then he didn't. That story didn't quite apply to what we were talking about. So maybe he's just going <laughs> to throw Random stories Bible. out and like uh, horrible human nudics. I mean, <laughs> like he just, you know, he never had this seminary training. So. Oh, man. <laughs> No, Stranger Stranger for a Strange Land and next season is credited as being one of the writers thinking one of their worst and it, it changed the perspective the direction of loss. But this one I is the most frustrating to me. Like I there's very few redeeming factors in it, I think. 
Which, you know, this is lost. This is the show that we're constantly, you know, yeah, we're like, singing the praises. Like, oh, this is show. a great episode. I forgot about this, but it wasn't this awesome. But, <laughs> but you could tell, you know, I joked early, you know, and Lucia was talking about, oh, you know, you know, you lie at Christ lying on an island. Or you just, you know, and it's like this whole episode was basically, and it was interesting. Someone else said, what is this, junior high to, to uh, so and it kind yeah. of was like a junior high yeah episode like who's in who and who's loving and oh let's have a battle between the dweeb and the boss and the bully and i mean it was kind of it had kind of that feel of i'm really curious now who wrote it well it was it was it was it was eddie it was adam and eddie um, oh yeah once upon a time people people, yeah sorry guys (laughs) but you know i i bring up kind of this i believe they used to write um Locker dramas, you know, high school drama. Oh, really? Sort of <laughs> stories. That's funny. And then I say it felt, but I just, it was a funny little like half connection. And they did, they did push family and relationships. And so, you know, so there were, you know, I usually try to like bring out the, you know, the ways that things kind of paralleled each other, plot lines and stuff. And there were some of that going on, but mm-hmm. just, just the ugh fact. Yeah. Though, without this episode, we would not have. The flashback of Charlie and his brother in diapers. The diapers scene. <laughs> you all, everybody's. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind missing that. Oh, it's Person. so memorable, though. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> well, but you know, it's interesting. Charlie's very childish in this episode. See, here's my English teacher coming out. Um, no, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw that out there. Like, oh yeah, we can use this as a you know. But he is very. It's very baby-oriented. It's very, if you want to not like Charlie, Sim- very childish. Simplistic thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's true. But, all right, do we have time for another one? Just kind of... Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. <laughs> one more to kind of cleanse. Cleanse, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, we just finished the long con, and this is one that I particularly remembered, but yeah. I'm curious, those who didn't, if you saw any of, you have any clue what Sawyer was actually up to in this episode? You know what? I reached over and I asked Nick if he was really going to con the girl uh-huh. in the end. Oh, in the flashback? Yeah. Do you know he was conning them on the island? No. Okay. okay. No. 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 Did you remember that, Natasha? No, I, I forgot it was him on the island. Well, and this whole time, I knew the episode was called The Long Con. This whole time, I was thinking it had to do with it being flipped on him. Oh, where he was at the tail end of... Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know why I think that. Gotcha. No, I, I just I just remember the scene at the fire very vividly with yeah. him kind of doing the flip. And and very I know it's all your hands with I'm not a good person, but at the same time, this one you kinda dig the, the <laughs> roguish nature of it. Like it feels sort of like a knowing what's gonna happen, it feels like watching a long heist sort of thing. Like and, a, like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and it's sort of it's honestly sort of satisfying seeing Jack and Locke put in their place for a change. <laughs> Maybe particularly like, you know, Charlie said, wanting to see some vengeance from the last episode. Who knows? Okay, the long con, I've always really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. And I, I bring up the title a lot when I talk about Lost. Because I, you always feel like, at least, especially as Lost goes on, it is a long con. Most of their plot lines are... Ben is constantly conning people. Totally. This, and, this, yeah. what, what you think is happening is not what's happening. And this episode plays great because on two different levels, they flip, they try to trick the audience. Yeah, two different cons at the same time, and, and most of them, and they work. Uh huh. Well, the funny, it's like watching thing. the Prestige, and you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
Well, the funny thing about the flashback is that it is sort of both. It is, Sawyer is conning the woman, and he is, you know, generally, you know, having feelings for her. So, it's, you know, that part isn't, you know, false, but and, he still goes through with it. And he's conning his partner, too. Oh, you, I, I never thought of it that way. Because, you know, he's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. It yeah. takes the, until it's taken half of it. He's taken the he's entire the whole thing. Six hundred thousand. I thought that I way. think I, I, I had assumed that he would go back to him afterwards. Well, but maybe, maybe, maybe he does. I mean, but I, I don't know why you do that whole thing about your partner finding out. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of ambiguous. But I mean, good point. Either way, yeah. The the audio the, the authors are also the writers are also conning us. Yes. It, you know the way they set up and Lucia asked about the you know ask about the what so what is the combination and. I mean, they the play scene just right. Yeah, that's tr- I hadn't thought of that. That's a good point. <laughs> so it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I mean, and it, this is also in many ways Sawyer's darkest episode, where he's the most of his bad side. Yeah, but sense. it's interesting. His bad side, like you say, feels better, lots better than Charlie's bad side. <laughs> yeah, well, I think because his because his, his, conning his, people has this sort of triumphant, like I won sort of thing, and Charlie doesn't win no his you know it was so, probably so sure. got to make a big speech and sure he's lost some ground i mean he had been in good very good yeah. terms with kate up until this time you know they've been doing a lot of flirting a lot of you know kind of laughing at each other but now it's like kate's like oh you're hurting me again yeah and thing. basically you just won't be hated and it's probably partly that yeah that, that i mean i think he also part. probably just wants to make jack look dumb yeah <laughs> So, you know, usually, you know, you and I, we've, we've talked against this. Well, in Strin and Freddy, yeah. we've talked against uh, the idea of the thieves kind of being glorified. I know, I know. I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually feel the same way. But I, in, this, in this situation, you know, the writers were sort of playing, you know. That I know, they played both sides of it, yeah. Yeah, that tendency it, to glorify the thief a little, you know. Yeah. But, and, and, but they at least recognize, like, how would you even think of something like that? You yes, know, no normal they, person should do this sort they, of thing. They, 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 they want you to realize while you're like oh that's super clever you know because that's why you'll think it's cool because oh man he conned everyone that's a clever intelligent not thing that they they don't drop the point of look morally this is not a good, good thing yeah i mean you did you did it, do something pretty terrible and we do have kind of this this um good person mini thing going you know the the others are looking you're not a good person and lucia <laughs> and saeed's not a good person and mm-hmm. charlie's not you know they're really are emphasized, not emphasized, but that's almost seems like something they're dropping a lot of this season. That's an interesting point. It's like it's like they decided this season, like okay, we brought people up a little bit last season. We're going to just kind of you know, Locke gets beat down really bad this season too, near the end with the mm-hmm. yeah the blast doors and things. Yep, actually, a very good use. Going back to Anna Lucy yeah. real quick, very good use of her in this episode. Yeah, playing into her. You know, paranoia, and then everyone's kind of unsuspicious well, of her. And the audience is suspicious of her. You know, oh, in theory, yeah. the people don't like her, so they're like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll go with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Echo Echo only like showed up at the very end there. So I mean, it's tricky all sometimes to use a tail section people when you've got all these really strong characters. Yeah. But good use of her. Well, either. it's interesting, and they and they they lead in the episode with. Charlie and Sai, uh, Sawyer talking. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, in a very great way about, you know, oh, you got locked to punch you. You know, that's like getting Gandhi to hit you. <laughs> um, a very refreshing recap of what happened last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you don't see Charlie Harley at all. Yeah. They, I mean, they basically drop him out. They're not, they're not going to try to... Until the end. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just forget about them. There's, they got a lot of moving pieces, and you have to do that for a long time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah. I've I've always enjoyed not only this episode but just I remember for, wa- first time watching I'm like oh, <laughs> that was cool. That was a nice writing uh, trick yeah. or uh, a sleight of hand. A lot of sleight of hand. And like you said, a good sort of blueprint for how lost writers think. Yeah, yes, everything is deception and lost. I can't believe anything anyone says. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, everything is lies. Everything is lies. Though then you got that really sticky question of, did you do that to son? He's like, no, I did. And then Charlie. So not only was he horrible last episode, but now he basically he actually hurt another person. You know, yeah. this, you know, in a very cowardly way. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to haunt him later a little bit. I mean, at least they they have consequences. Again, it's not like yes. a big deal, but yes. they don't forget it. They don't no. like say, hey, they, I think the writers understood to have one islander do that to another one, pretending to be another. They have to come back to it. And they play with the audience. The others, oh no, they're taking. And yeah. Although it, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I was remembering yeah. that all this was going on. It's like, it seems weird that they would not pick up on that. Like the others hadn't, they, they, they would just leave Sun alone yeah. out in the middle of the woods that they would, you know, they wouldn't get away with all of us. It seemed kind of, but then Sawyer geniusly, you know, actually yeah. kind of calls back to that. It's like, wait a minute, there's problems with this. Yeah, I know, it's great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it plays the audience very well. Yeah, yeah. Which is hard to do. I mean, nowadays, these people are always looking for the twist or the. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some people are guessing, well, maybe he's actually conning the girl, but they. And you can't get away with people guessing that once you start getting into that lost their lying mindset. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, it is better than what we got, got to complaining about once upon a time about sometimes, where, yeah. like, you know, the villain's just like, aha, and this is all part of my plan. And you're like, ah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, there's no way you would be able to predict all that. But this, in this case, you you see all the, the characters' interactions, and all it makes sense how you could sort of see one and, flowing into the other. And he, he says, how would I know? I mean, I think, and he knows cons are fluid. You just play with them. Yeah, yeah. No, there's certainly some of that, too. And um, they throw in the bad twin thing, which I remember being a big deal back in that when it came out, because there was actually a book they published by the guy who... I, Gary, uh, Gary, I want to say Thwarp or something like that, is the guy who uh, gets sucked into the plane engine in the pilot. Oh, okay. Anyways, it's his... His novel? His novel. And oh, I think wow. they actually published it. Really? At some point, yeah. Okay. Bad Twin. Interesting. Which is interesting because, you know, Bad Twin, you know, you got to talk... I don't know anything about what the novel is or if it's any good or anything. But, you know, if you want to play into, oh, it's their foreshadowing, you know, you got the Jacob Black Man Black sort well, of yeah, thing true. going on. And I knew they knew about Jacob from this season because Ben mentions him. Does it? Okay. I believe. Well, yeah, at, at uh, the very uh, end, I think. Yeah. At the very least. Nice. And n- another nice little foreshadowing, too, with Hurlitz <laughs> saying uh, there's a nice little radio scene where they pick up some, some strange music signal, uh, which is a very, very pretty scene. Yeah. But and Saeed's like, this could have come from anywhere. And Hurley's like, or any time. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great because For nice it foreshadowing is. Yeah, your I, time. I think it's yeah. one of those things that they're like, we'd like to do this sometime or another. And Maybe. We'll like, see. Yeah. I don't know if this is... The, I just saw the writer's names. And don't, I've seen them before, but I don't know what episodes. Okay. I think they're, the story writers are only season one and two. Okay. Um, I wonder if they if even were, were part of those... Rousseau episode that was supposed to have time in it and oh. then didn't. That'd be interesting to look up. Which one? You know, when she talks about what the French team was supposed to be studying. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. in rough drafts, apparently, it was supposed to be about they were studying time. Oh, but the network said, no, don't. we're not going to get all science fiction-y. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was before they cut them loose. Before they're like, well, go, well you're getting ratings, go for it. 
Anyways, a, a satisfying episode. Yes, very. I'm glad to end with that one for tonight. And and it kind of brings completion. This very mini. They've only touched, and it very subtly handled this whole Saeed moving out of his depression. Yes, that's true. We only see him like for like half a scene, half a scene, half a scene. But Hurley's like, dude, I was just trying to make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That was good. Yep, that was good. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Hijack. This has been Nick, and this is Tim. Bye bye. Adios.